Hello everyone, welcome to Inside Battlefield, our very first Battlefield podcast. So I'm pretty excited to be here with you all today. Uh, my name is Tom, I'm a community manager here at DICE. So what we're doing today is a podcast series. Uh, we'll talk all things Battlefield, a nice casual discussion with some of the developers who will join us. Uh, today I'm joined by Florian and Oliver. Guys, do you want to introduce yourselves? Oh yeah, hello. I am Florian Lebihan. I am a lead game designer here at DICE and I mostly work with stuff related to the soldier experience and in this case today, the rework that we're doing with classes. The return to the class system. What about you, Oliver? Yeah, uh, my name is Oliver Anderson. I am a software engineer and um, tech lead in the, uh, this team for this feature and I'm uh, uh, really excited to be here. Awesome. So, folks, a little bit of an overview about what you can expect from, from our podcast series. So, we'll run for a total of seven weeks at first, and we'll cover a variety of topics. Today, we're here to talk about the return to the class system. So, the 3.2 update will go live later this month. Um, and in this update, we'll, uh, we, we, we will return classes back to the battlefield. So, it's a very yes. exciting time <laughs> for us. Like We're, we're Finally. very much looking forward to this. So, we'll take a deep dive into how that will play out, what our expectations are, and how we went about bringing this future back to the battlefield. Um, if at any time you have any questions for us, uh, please reach out to us at podcast at battlefield.com or just you know tag us on at battlefield on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we will have a dedicated Q&A podcast a few weeks from now after update 3.2 is live, where we'll uh, answer questions you may have coming out of the update so we're looking forward to that um yeah let's i think i think let's dive in and let's start talking battlefield yeah are you ready let's kick this off <laughs> let's go okay so uh folks let's dive in before we do so so update 3.2 will be the episode for next week where we'll cover the breakaway rework there's new vault weapons coming to the battlefield the uh tanks are getting the active protection system and we'll add below radar um, to our aircraft as some of the highlights. So we'll go through all the changes with you next week. There's much more to talk about. Um, but first, before we go uh, into the return to the class system, let's talk about what's available for play this week. So let's take a look at our weekly radar. So on Tuesday is when our new rotation comes into play. So that's when you'll be able to play the new game modes. So this week, um, we have a community spotlight called Gunfight Royale. So this is actually created by some of our community members yeah. um, or inspired by, so Mencour and Dirty Breaks. So shout out to both of you. <laughs> it's a very cool mode. Um, it's a free-for-all, random loadouts, very fast-paced gameplay. Uh, first to reach three points wins. So I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a fun mode. It's a, it's a fun sure. mode. Like we had a lot of time, uh, sorry, not time, fun <laughs> playtesting <laughs> this ourselves. Yeah. So looking forward to getting it in your hands. We have Rush Hardcore. Pretty straightforward, rush, mm. pretty hardcore. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like you know, if if you, if you enjoy hardcore and rush, then like this this is gonna be your mode. Uh, and then later in the week with the second rotation, we've got tactical conquest coming back. So if you played our first mid-season event, uh, mm -hmm. the liquidator event, that's fast-paced, uh, smaller map layout, like really squad-paced gameplay. Yeah, more tactical and like squad-focused. Yeah. I, I really like that mode in Season 1, so I'm excited to have it back. Yeah, so we, we had some really good feedback uh, when it first came out, so we made, made a few tweaks to make it even better, so looking forward to getting that in your hands. And then we have Torment. So Torment 
uh, as it's in the name, is uh, a gameplay mode based on All Out Warfare with our tour um, railgun tank. Yeah. So <laughs> it's going to be pretty chaotic. Um, looking forward to that as well. And then lastly, on Friday, we have uh, Friday Night Battlefield um, Breakthrough Mayhem. So I think, Florian, this uh, you like your breakthrough, you like your chaos. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be so much fun. Yeah. So this week, I think if you're like a fan of like... You chaotic know, gameplay. Chaotic gameplay, <laughs> there's something for you here. So we're looking forward to seeing you in-game. Um, but let's dive into the return to the class system. Yes. Big topic. Uh, it's been in the works for quite a while. Very excited about it. Let's dive in. Guys, how, how, how are you feeling? Are you ready to talk class system? The return oh, yeah. to class system? We've for been, sure. We've been uh, ready for a while to talk <laughs> yeah. about that. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, I'm so excited to see this uh, come out to our players finally. Yes. To be able to talk about it. Yeah. Yes. And so before we dive in, one more thing. We do have a new blog available on our website right now. It's the Death Notes Return to the Class System. So it's kind of an overview of the journey we took, how we got to this update, because it's mm. for us, it's been a long time in the making. Uh, and I know it's something uh, you as a team worked on to, to get out to players as well, like the blog. Yeah, we wanted to kind of shed some light on our thought process, like developing this feature and kind of how it evolved over time. We invite you to, to go check it out. It's available now on the Battlefield website. Um, so let's talk Return to the Class System. Yes. So where to start? Where to start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I think I'm actually going to start with a sip of coffee first. Like, <laughs> I'll maybe, maybe we all should and then uh, we'll dive in. Mm. Yeah. So maybe, Florian, let's start with you. Can you maybe give us an, a summary of what we are actually doing here because we're, we're bringing back classes to Battlefield 2042, but it's it's not that simple. There's a lot of work involved. Yes. So can you start with giving us an overview of of the main changes we, we are bringing? Yes, so what we're doing, we are reintroducing classes. And by that, I mean that we're uh, making some of the gadgets uh, restricted to classes. So for example, an engineer will have the rocket launchers, whereas uh, support or assault will not have access to those. Uh, so we're making sure that every classes has a role on the battlefield. So if what you want is to support your team, you will spawn in as a support specialist. If you want to spot or if you want to give intel to your team, you will, sp you will spawn in as a recon. Uh, and same goes for every other classes. So now there's a lot more purpose uh, when it comes to what you want to do on the battlefield. You're no longer able to just select everything, which has been a bit of a problem for us in the past. I mean, there's been a lot of things we've been looking at uh, based on community feedback, which we'll probably be talking a bit yep, more about. Definitely. Um, we're also introducing uh, two extra things. One of those is the class gadget. So every classes will now have access to a unique uh, gadget uh, that they will always have access to. So before you had two gadgets, now you have three. And that extra one will be the signature gadget uh, of your class. So, for example, if you're playing support, you always have access to the defibrillator. If you are playing as an engineer, you always have access to the repair tool. So if a tank in your team sees you, they know that now they will, uh, you will always be able to get assistance from an engineer, which before was not really the case. Uh, the repair tool was not really uh, used that much, so making that a primary always use usable gadgets is going to be very helpful so we have that for all classes the last addition is the 
weapon proficiencies. So weapons are staying uh, open the way they are, uh, the way they've always been, I mean. Yep. Uh, but we're adding an extra thing on top of the weapons if you're playing them in a certain class. So for example, if you're playing Assault, you will have some benefits uh, with Assault Rifles specifically. If you're playing Recon, that's the same. Sniper Rifles are better in the hands of Recon. What we have, for example, with uh, Sniper Rifles and Recon is that you can uh, hold your breath for much longer uh, and also a bit faster. Uh, so if you want to play uh, with sniper rifles, it's probably a little better on recon, but it doesn't mean you can play. You cannot play uh, sniper rifles with uh, other classes. Yeah. So I, I guess we encourage you to play, like if you want to play that recon role, that class, like you are encouraged to play with sniper rifles, but you don't have to. Exactly. So you still have that freedom of choice. Yeah, we really wanted to encourage instead of like force you into something yeah. because that's like the the best thing. You have to pick it. That's what we wanted to avoid um, instead of. Like encouraging you to pick it. Okay, that, that's great. And I think, um, Oliver, something that is very important for us is to, and Florian already mentioned it, we're bring, we had a lot of freedom in game, but we really want to bring back the structure that mm. that our players are used to from maybe our previous Battlefield titles that, that had the class system. Yeah. So I, what does that mean for us as a team to, to really put that structure back on the Battlefield? Oh, it's really nice. Like starting as a, player um since that's how i started yeah. in battlefield I, I was a player or a fan and um uh just having like being able to expect something from your teammates to see like this is um uh, an engineer as your example was uh i know they can repair or uh, i know um um the the support can always revive me or um uh, the recon has the spawn beacon like those expectations are very nice to have because it kind of brings a structure to the battlefield um that I think um, gives you more things to think about and kind of relate. And even like when you spot an enemy, you can expect the same thing. Um, so I think, and then as a developer, it's just really nice to um, kind of go back to something that I think worked really well in previous Battlefields. That's 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 actually an interesting question you brought up. Like as a developer, was it difficult for I guess both of you in this case to develop when we had a lot of freedom before and like that structure makes it that we have in place now makes it easier to define what what we want to get out of each class on the battlefield. I uh, I think there is different things to it. I mean, first the fact that you had a lot of choices before um meant that a bunch of the gadgets that we had in the game were not used and some gadgets that were arguably the most versatile and were useful in most scenarios uh, would be probably overly used. I mean, we have some data that shows that um, the most picked gadget in the game is the Calcus Dev on any specialist uh, in the game, uh, simply because it's really useful, right? You yep. you have to deal with vehicles quite often. Sometimes you can even use it against uh, soldiers. You can destroy parts of buildings at times. Uh, so that makes it like a go-to choice all the time. And behind that, we have a few choices that are also very often picked, like the the ammo crate or the C5. And then you get to see that the rest of the list is not really used that much. So it means that you get a lot of what we call min-maxing behavior in the game, where players just end up playing with exactly the same stuff all the yep. time. So while you're thinking that you have a lot of choice, because of the fact that there's always going to be outliers that you will want to play all the time, you actually don't get to change things too much. Uh, so things are a bit stale. With classes, we're spreading those choices 
uh, across the classes, so you will not be able to have the rocket launcher if you want to play as a recon. Uh, so that means that now you really have those those roles, and those roles will also add some team play. If you want to deal with tanks, well, you need to bring an engineer to your squad. If you want someone to revive you, to give you health or ammo, you will have to bring a support. That goes for all classes. So th- for us, this structure actually adds choices, right? We're making restrictions, but we're actually adding choices because you have to think about what you want to play. You have to think about the different situations you're going to be in. And that also kind of goes for weapons, right? I mean, the weapon proficiency, while it's not really forcing you into playing certain classes, if you're thinking you're going to play in closer ranges and you also want to revive, well, you'll be bringing an SMG to most gunfights, which is pretty good in close range. Uh, And you have the proficiency for SMGs that makes them even better if you're playing as as a support. So those those kind of things really, I think, add choices uh, because you have roles now. Uh, and on top of that, I mean, one of the problems we've had to deal with is the fact that because we had every single gadget available, it was hard to balance gadgets uh, mm-hmm. as a whole. For example, again, like the main one that I can call out because everyone can relate to is rocket launchers. We've made rocket launchers arguably weaker than they've ever been in previous battlefields just because everyone could have a, a rocket launcher. <laughs> yep, yep. So when you're a vehicle player and you see up to 64 players in the enemy team that can have rocket launchers, well, we have to kind of do something. Otherwise, the vehicle players will really feel like they are being targeted by missiles all the time. Uh, now, if all of those are only available within certain classes, that actually gives us an opportunity to make them a bit stronger um, back to where they were before because you have less of them yep. uh, and they will feel more, um, how to say, uh, I mean, unique and they will feel a bit stronger because they're really part of the role. Like yep. you have a rocket launcher, you're an engineer, uh, you're dealing with vehicles, uh, whereas before we really had to keep them kind of like weaker, really. Uh, so I think that's a really great opportunity for us to just reevaluate the balance of the game overall make choices more interesting and making sure that there's extra teamwork. I want my rocket launcher to be like pack a punch. Like yeah. That really, like now it allows us to kind of make those changes and for sure the balance. Mm-hmm. And um, when, when talking about balance, I think uh, an, an interesting topic that I would love for us to dive into as well is uh, how we utilize player feedback to, to really get to the final state of, yeah. of this update and the, the, the return to the class system that we're bringing to the battlefield. So, um, yeah, let's 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 talk about how how we we got there as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think we started late last year with with our core feedback, where we showed players what our initial plan was yeah. uh, through a series of blogs and open dialogue. So, I mean, based on that alone, we 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 already got a ton of feedback. So, um, do you guys maybe want to explain like when we had the first iteration of feedback? Like it was still early in our stages of development. Um, what our learnings were there and and and, and any changes were yeah i yeah. could yeah i could just start off with saying like feed, player feedback has been like a, uh, a crucial thing in this whole feature like it's um we've heard player um players giving feedback from the launch of the game and uh, also like that they actually responded to our questions as we posted these blogs um it's uh, it's been like a vital part and as you said we did like early uh validations of our designs yep. Uh, which is um, like I think that's um, this feature is the one we've made that uh, done that the most for this game, uh, which I think is really cool as a developer since it 
gets us closer to players. Yeah, I think it's it's a learning opportunity as a whole. Like um, the work we've done with this uh, effort uh, has taught us that if you really want to deliver a feature to quality, trying to include players into that is going to be the best you can do. Because uh, we were saying that earlier, the way we play internally in our playtests, which we do every day, is very, very different from the way players play. Mm. So if you're going to try to evaluate the success of changes you're making solely based on the internal feedback that you're getting, you're not going to hit the quality level you'd like to have. Yeah, like we we playtest every day uh, at the studio. So we uh, and we have a lot of uh, feedback internally, yeah. uh, which is like it, it's still important. Uh, but as you say, we play the game in a different way than yes. re- actual players do. Yes, and and this change in particular is is a very core change to the game. Yeah. It's touching everything yeah. from soldier gameplay to vehicle gameplay to general flow. So this slow iterative process that we had has been very important to make sure that we really reach the quality we want. Uh, and involving players in that is extremely important. So we're, we're going to release those changes and we'll still see more ch- uh, more uh, feedback from our yeah, players. definitely. Because uh, getting to the point where you can understand what's the best way to play the game takes a few weeks usually, one to two yeah. week yeah. time for players to adopt the changes and see, okay, how, how do I want to play this now? What's the best way to play engineer support? Uh, so we'll be reacting to more more things in the future based on what we've been doing. So it's going to be more work, most yeah. likely. And I, I think that's uh, like, it's a really exciting time for 2042 right now, since uh, now a year after launch, like players have really found their um, the best way to play um, as they like. And this is a, a fundamental change to... Um, uh, to the game, which can actually keep uh, keep things fresh, since it actually uh, changes the meta. Yep. Uh, so now players are gonna like have to find new ways, um, and new interactions in the game, and I think a year after launch, that's uh, very exciting. And as you say, all the feedback that's com- uh, gonna come in, I'm um, I'm really looking forward to to reading all of that. So the second part is so we started with the blogs in terms of feedback, and I think then um, we took a smaller subset of players and actually showed them like our, our further designs that we took from there to get even more feedback. Um, so how is, how was it for you? So when we have the blogs, it's obviously it's like the, the wider player base, but how was it to engage directly on that feedback with players in like smaller sessions where you could ask them the questions? I can actually first shine some light on how the process has been in general, even before that, because we've yeah. been looking at feedback from very early on from the release of the game, yep. where we've started seeing some feedback related to specialist, the lack of class gameplay that we've had in previous Battlefield games. Um, and again, it's been a slow process where we've been looking at, okay, what what is the best way to try to reintroduce classes to Battlefield uh, while keeping the identity of Battlefield 2042? Because we have the product that we have, we can't really just flip everything on its head, but we can try to make sure we introduce those uh, gameplay changes with the product that we have. So this is what we've tried to do. And it, it took some time, um, a lot of different design uh, direction that we could have taken, mm-hmm. but we, we have been refining that over time mm-hmm. until the point where we had a version that we really wanted to push to to players. And this is where we've we've had uh, the first sessions where we've showed the design to, to players so that they could get an understanding of how things could be, uh, could start imagining how the games would start playing and give us feedback very early on. 
And it's been actually a really good first uh, step when we um, introduced this to players. Uh, we've had good reactions. We've had some good feedback that allowed us to do some adjustments to the design. Uh, and then based on that, we had the first block boss, right? Where yep. we've shown uh, a first iteration actually on what people didn't really see before publicly because we've shown that to a restricted group of players. Yep. Uh, they've seen like another version of what we had. And we've also had some reactions on that. So we also took the, that feedback into account and we had another iteration of the design. Mm. And then we brought back players again into... Uh, into the loop to make sure that they get uh, an opportunity to give more feedback, but also this time around play the the build. I mean the the first version that we had play testable and could give us feedback on, on this. And we even we we learned some more based on that, and we did more adjustments. So it's been a a very I would say exciting process. I mean for me, I I love involving players into this and making sure yep. that we can we can get their voices heard. Of course, there's always a lot of feedback, so we try to make sure that we act on the main feedback. And yep. sometimes there's small things that we will be taking into account, but we will say, hey, you know what, this this is fine for us. This is the way we want this to play. Um, but we can make sure that we we get to hear players and deliver to the highest quality we can because we have this, play, this player feedback. Yeah. So two, two questions there. Like, and we, we didn't touch upon it that much yet, but like we invited players to play test the game with us. And I think, yeah. personally, I think that it was super awesome, you know. So we played the game as a studio mm-hmm. every day, but then suddenly we just had a quite a large group of players joining us. That was <laughs> super cool. In in, yeah. in the play test. And like, you just see different things happening because we, when we play test our own game, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this, this we, you know, we have our team set, create, create, Features obviously we want to test them, so we're we're focused on those specific areas. But then you suddenly have players, and they've never had this in their hands, and it's like you know, like the full sandbox of all these new shiny things that they can test and play, and like really cool stuff happens in the play tests play tests that we maybe didn't expect. So hmm. I I would love to to hear from you, like what what were our biggest learnings, even just hmm. immediately when when we had players join us. One major thing was like the conversation. We we saw this in the blog post as yeah. well. The conversation about uh, if we um, like, what should we do about the primary weapons? Yes. And this was before we had weapon proficiencies in the the blog, and um, they um, um, all of that feedback kind of like we got together and kind of reviewed it and came up with the um, the feature of weapon proficiencies. And as we said before, like we really wanted to encourage people, but not kind of take too much away from the uh, the favorite uh, weapon combo for a certain specialist that players are used to. Yep. Uh, so this is, like, we believe that this is a really nice middle ground for uh, where this game kind of shines the brightest. Um, so I, I think for me, a major part from those playtests were uh, what should we do about the primaries and kind of that spawned weapon proficiencies, which we then got to validate in uh, another playtest and got, like, kind of a loop back uh, yep. on those things and the, so weapon proficiency that's, that's completely new for 2042 like we've had yeah. the class system before obviously for 2042 weapon proficiencies is completely new I think it's a very exciting future so mm. um, you touched upon it earlier um, in, in our discussion Florian but do you maybe want to 
go into it further and give some more details about like the other proficiencies that we have. So you touched upon the recon one, but what are the other ones? And I guess I would also love to know how did we go about like why did we choose these specific proficiencies for each class? Yes. So the the way we've been thinking about the proficiency and which weapon types we've selected because we wanted categories of weapons that are best to be played with certain classes. And for Assault, it's a class that is going to be on the front line, um, most likely going to be pretty flexible when it comes to engagement. So we we took the type of weapons that are what we call jack-of-all-trades, which are assault rifles, mm-hmm. also rigorous assault class. <laughs> so it, it, it was a pretty good fit, and we made those slightly better in the hands of Assault. Uh, when it comes to support, it's been... SMGs. Actually, the first it's been LMGs because of the history baggage around the support name and what it's been in previous Battlefield games where support has always been the LMG class. Um, So we started there and this is what we presented to players at some point. I think we we made a blog post about this and we've gotten some feedback around that. And what we realized is that what we wanted to hit with this didn't really quite work. Uh, and it was actually better to try to hit what would work for the specific support gameplay that we had in 2042. Support in previous game has been the role that gives out ammo and has LMG. But in this game, it's also the role that revives and gives health. Hmm. So what that means is that you will be most likely in close quarters trying to reach players that need to be revived. And an LMG is not great at that. So we decided to change this from LMG to SMG, because we really wanted to make sure that we have weapons that work for those kind of experiences. And that turned out to work much better than the LMGs. Yeah. And we've, like, the the designs we posted in the blog post before, like, we've continued to iterate on them. So there's going to be, like, some differences from what players have seen before. Um, and we really wanted to make sure we had something that uh, didn't, like, um, in a weird way make the weapon just OP for this class. Um, we wanted to something that kind of fits with the role. Um, so, for example, with SMGs, you could have um, um, that you could swap to the SMG faster. I think that's where we landed, um, which kind of really has a nice synergy with uh, like throwing down a smoke, then bringing up your SMG again because you're in that close yep. range, or like swapping to your uh, defib so you can now manually hold. And I'm really excited that you can actually <laughs> sap enemies again. <laughs> I really push for that one, uh, and then. Um, swap back to your SMG. So like, it's something that we think fits the role really well, but necessarily doesn't make you like damage enemies uh, or like you, <laughs> you're not stronger against the enemy in the fight itself. It's just that it fits the role. And I think creating the weapon proficiency, since we, we don't want to make th- those weapons too strong in the hands of each class, it's a very, I, I would say, delicate balance. So yeah. I'm personally very much looking forward to see how that plays out. Um, and I, I guess we will be reviewing like how it plays out in the hands of players and we're ready to stand by and make changes if we feel it's necessary. For sure, yes. Uh, I mean, we've we've already made changes based on the yeah. the playtest yeah. that we've had with players uh, uh, some weeks ago now where we've seen that assault proficiency that we had before where we just had like faster sprint to fire time was not really working well. Uh, I think the main concern that we had was around how this could make the assault class very over- overpowered. Obviously, assault now is kind of like the 
selfish class in a way, which we're completely fine with for the for this uh, for Battlefield 2042, where we want a role that is that can sustain themselves into most engagements, but not infinitely. So you have access to the med pen, which you can use once, and then you can you will need uh, to get help from a support uh, after that. But you have some chances to survive. But the combination of this plus the armor plate, for example, um, plus the proficiency that made you go faster to into most engagements uh, to fire faster was a bit too strong. We've we've had that feedback pretty clearly in some of the um, the playtests that we've had. So we've we've already changed that because we had that that feedback. Uh, so it, yeah, it's it's been interesting. And yes, we will be doing more changes as we see how. Uh, players adapt to those weapon proficiencies. It's a fine balance because we we don't want those to be so good that you feel like you have to play yep. that weapon with that class. As yep. we said, it's it's an attempt to encourage players to play with those weapons, but not force them into that. And if it's too good, then you will like kind of feel like you're forced to play with those weapons because mm. that's just what works best with this class. So it will be interesting for sure. And uh, and yes, we'll make adjustments. And as you said, like with the um, the med pen, we really um, uh, like we changed so you only have one charge of that. So it, it's actually more like if you played BF5, um, the the self heal you had with the pouch. So it's some it's just like a one off thing. Uh, you can ref- like restock uh, at an ammo station, but it's a one off thing to kind of help you uh, survive a little bit longer on the front line. Yeah, and you can actually get those back from yeah. health crates for us. So. Yeah, that's cool. So you can run to medics and and get those back uh, pretty yeah. easily. I thought of one thing uh, that also came up from the playtest that's uh, actually um, like a, a big change. Like we moved uh, Crawford uh, from uh, the um, like we swapped uh, Irish and Crawford the classes. Yep. So Irish is now a uh, support and Crawford is an engineer, uh, which also kind of has prompted our, uh, us to change their traits a little bit. So. Maybe, Florian, you could go into a little bit more detail on that. Yeah, it's been uh, uh, an interesting change. Uh, We've had a lot of feedback around Crawford not really quite fitting as an engineer uh, or as a a support, sorry, uh, before. Uh, You had a lot of uh, scenarios where Crawford would put down his uh, sentry gun, uh, but he would just stay there, right? And then you see downed players in your team that need revive but uh, Crawford is just sitting on the sentry gun <laughs> which was a bit conflicting in terms of like what is Crawford meant to do yep. uh, so we had a go at that and we tried to move it around and we ended up moving Crawford into uh, engineer so much like Boris for example that also has a turret uh, Crawford has also a turret although it's a stationary turret um, that you manually control. Uh, we we made Crawford slightly better against vehicles. Now the the um, the stationary machine gun can damage vehicles a little bit, just a little bit. So it's a bit useful against that. But it's also uh, a specialist that will not be much better at repairing vehicles with a new trait that allows uh, to repair faster, like twice faster when the vehicle health is below, I think it's 25% health. So if you can pull out your repair tool just when a vehicle is really critical on health, mm. you will be able to save those vehicles in that way. And you when can also... Most. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and you can also cool. repair most gadgets twice faster all the time. That's mm. an extra added bonus to Crawford. So 
in those changes, we made sure that we can build like an engineer identity around Crawford. Uh, but to make sure we even out the classes that we have, we've moved Irish, which has before been an engineer, into support. And the reasoning behind that is that we want the uh, the shoot down Sentinel to be something that is really good to help your team, but mostly the soldiers in your team, uh, much like it's been, for example, in Battlefield 4, where we had the, uh, I think it was also called the AMPS, which was mostly something you used to help your, your your infantry soldiers in your team in choke points and things like this. So we felt like it was a pretty natural choice to move um, uh, Irish into support. Uh, on top of that, Irish has the deployable cover, and we figured out that it would be actually a very interesting combination to be able to deploy uh, some cover when you're trying to revive someone. Yep. Yeah. So it felt pretty natural <laughs> to imagine that, oh, you know what, I need to revive this friendly player in my team, but uh, they're very exposed in this open field. Hmm. With Irish, I can deploy some cover and get a revive off pretty nicely. Yeah. So it was a pretty nice choice. And I, I do anticipate that in terms of like support usage, I think Irish will probably climb. Uh, yeah, I'm very curious to actually, because like it, it's like when you look at it now in retrospect, it's just a very natural fit for it him is, to yeah. be in the support role. So I'm actually very curious now that we enforce the class identity for, you know, our specialists or especially mm. Irish, if, if he will actually be used that way more, mm. because... Like, it will help players figure out as well, like, see, okay, he's support, like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to put this cover down in front of my my, my friends. Mm. Hopefully they, you know, they stay alive. But if, <laughs> if not, then, then you know, I, I, I can revive them. Yeah. Um, and, and you have, like, the the shoot-down Sentinel. So, yeah, I, I think Irish will actually see a lot more playtime. Like, he's he's yeah. he's quite strong. He's a very cool kit as well. What, what do you guys think? Is I think it's just an, uh, a perfect fit to the support yeah. class. Like now that we've actually playtested it more and made the change, it's it just makes sense. And his new, I think we did change his trait or specialty. Yeah, exactly. So um, we previously had Crawford having a trait that gives uh, some uh, gadget ammo back to players that are revived. That trait moved to um, Irish now. So that gives like, extra reasons to pick Irish because when you revive someone, you also give them ammo back. Hmm. And since Irish previously um, had, um, like, he, he has had armor tied to his trait before. Um, so now armor is, like, exclusively for the assault class. Exactly. So you will, yeah, you will not see as much armor hmm. anymore. And actually armor is something that we're constantly looking at in, yeah. in the game. It's been... Uh, I would say contentious with the sentiment from the community around how armor can affect most engagements. So we're we're still looking at this, but we're trying to make sure that it's a bit more rare to have an encounter against uh, soldiers that have armor. And this change will help with that because if you want armor, you will have to play as assault. And in assault, you have some other gadgets you might want to have instead. I think C5 is probably one I can think about. So those compromises you will have to make might mean that you you will see some armor every now and then, but not as much as before. Okay. And, I mean, we already covered Irish and Crawford, but the return to the class system comes with a whole set of balance changes in general. So I would love to dive a little bit deeper into that topic and maybe give some more examples of, like, the balance changes we made to, like, the overall specialist roster, 
um, and and yeah, how, what what your expectation is for when how this will play out on on the battlefields? It's uh, super interesting. We have so many layer of changes with this with this rework that uh, we've had to think about what could potentially happen after this, and we've had players play test this and give us some feedback and one of the main feedback we've heard is that this change will probably mess with vehicle balance quite a lot so we looked at that quite closely and we made sure that uh, the engineer class is really good against vehicle so we've made Mm -hmm. adjustments around uh, rocket launchers across the board to make sure that they're uh, effective against vehicle after those changes since you will not see as many uh, rocket launchers on the battlefield, we want to make sure that those few rocket launchers are pretty good against vehicles. So there's been some tuning around that. Of course, this 3.2 uh, changes also come with some more changes to the vehicle play. Uh, for example, the AMPS is going to be available pretty much on all uh, tanks. So that's extra things we're looking at mm-hmm. to see how uh, rocket launchers versus vehicles uh, works after that. So there might be more changes coming in after this initial release of the of the rework. Um, but that's the kind of stuff we've been uh, looking at in particular. Mm-hmm. And the, the rework also comes with a bunch of extra additions to uh, the All at Warfare experience. You're going to see um, some of the gadgets that were only available in Portal, now available uh, in all warfare, like the Javelin, for example, the EOD bot. Uh, we've also added some of the recon gadgets that were available, for example, in the Battlefield 3 experience with the tugs. Uh, a bunch the of, tracer darts. Exactly, yeah, the tracer darts. A bunch of extra tools that we've added into the mix that we've also carefully reviewed and made sure that they really fit within mm-hmm. the all warfare experience. So it's meant, it, it meant a bunch of uh, changes to them, some quality of life improvements as well. Um, and this, this should overall help, I think, with the offering of gadgets that are available to each classes. Um, but we're also going to see uh, how players will pick up those extra gadgets and how this will affect the way people play the game. So that's going to be very interesting. Um, we've also looked at of course, every other gadgets across the board to make sure that they really work well in our balance. So uh, I have a hard time remembering every single changes <laughs> yeah, because it's, you don't have to go to every single change. It has been a lot of changes, but we actually didn't really follow the main vibe that we got from the community around. Hey, please just move Rao to recon uh, to engineer because that's how I use it today. Because that's not what we want from Rao, and we want some interplay between. Uh, the recon class and the engineers. We don't want a, a Rao to become like a one-man army type of um, specialist yeah. that has no counter, is too easy to execute the way it is today. So we've, we've done some changes over there, which are quite substantial, where we've allowed the, uh, the hacking tool, I think that's, I don't think that's quite the name, I think it's Cyber Warfare Suit, right? Mm. Uh, the Cyber Warfare Suit now also locks the vehicles that you will be targeting. So you will have some nice new interplay between Rao and the engineers. Uh, if you equip the rocket launcher as an engineer and Rao marks a target, you will also be able to lock onto that target. It's better for squad play. It's, That's super it cool. is, for sure, yeah. much yeah, better. Cool. So I, I think it's, it's nice that we, um, like instead of moving his class, like we made changes to make him 
fit better in like the role that he's supposed to play and yeah. really add to the the team play. Uh, and Oliver, like question for you, mm-hmm. like as a, as a big Battlefield fan and like a player, how does it feel that we're bringing like a lot of gadgets from Portal over to to All Out Warfare, and, like, oh. and that we bring him back to the classes, like some fan favorites? Yeah, it's it's exciting. Um, I'm nostalgic. Yeah, let me just start <laughs> with taking a biscuit here. <laughs> yes. um, what are those biscuits called uh, in Swedish? Hallongrotta. Uh, Hallongrotta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, some raspberry thing. Um, like I, the first game I played was Bad Company 2, uh, but I never owned it myself. That was um, my friend had it, and mm-hmm. then I played. Uh, but then Battlefield 3 was the first one that I owned, and I I have so many hours in that one. I played like every day after school with my friends. Uh, we had a we were four friends that were a full made squad. Uh, I always played, um, I was always reviving people. That was like my role. Uh, I've always liked that. And um, like seeing, it's just so nostalgic bringing back some of those gadgets. And even just like the togs, just, I don't know. It's something that connects it <laughs> with the previous battlefields for me. Uh, the tracer dart is uh, is a, near, a really nice like synergy from the recon class to be able to um, connect with the engineers or uh, with their rocket launchers. Uh, and the EOD bot is just like crazy fun. <laughs> like I don't know, <laughs> Run, <laughs> driving the EUD bot into a house full of enemies and just like poking them with the sapping tool. <laughs> like it's it's so much fun. Brings <laughs> yeah, like those those fun moments. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it also definitely. like just widens the arsenal. I think BF3 yeah. had a lot of good gadgets. Um, BC2 of course uh, uh, as well. So just bringing them in just gives a big, uh, like a wider ver- variety to the game. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I feel it's going to be a lot of fun just seeing those, those yeah. extra. So we're bringing structure, but we're also bringing back some, some like I guess favorites that, and like I just don't know what's going to happen. We we have new options for gameplay, so very excited to see it play out myself. Yeah, um, I think we have a lot of guesses as to what could happen, yeah. but I think we're gonna not really imagine too much and see how it actually plays out. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, we'll probably make some adjustments based on what we're seeing. But yeah, it's exciting times to just see yeah. things shift around, uh, balance yeah. of the game change a little bit, the meta shift a little yeah. bit. It, I think it's good that the, if the meta shifts every now and then. But just one thing to add there. So we will have an episode uh, probably in early February where we answer lis- uh, answer listener questions. So we will have a Q&A about update 3.2. So if you have any questions once you've played, um, let us know. You can reach out at podcast at battlefield.com or at battlefield on Twitter. So just, you know, as soon as the update is out, end of this month, let us know your questions, feedback. Uh, we're looking forward to covering that in an upcoming episode. Um, then I would love to go a little bit into the UI. So we changed the gameplay, like we changed the balance, but there's, you know, there's much more work that, that takes place to for the return to the class system. So I think, Oliver, yeah. this is uh, something you, you'll be able to speak to. Yeah, um, from like a tech perspective, yeah. uh, actually, um, the biggest part of the, our changes are in the UI. Um, so we've um, actually changed... So we, we no longer have the, the loadouts screen, which was called before in the collection, um, or, um, and now instead have a, a dedicated classes screen. That is like your go-to place to find info about your classes, what um, specialists are in those classes, uh, what gadgetry they have. Uh, but you can also, that's where you edit your loadout now nowadays. Um, and um, 
uh, with that change, we've kind of um, we wanted to move over to having class loadouts uh, since um, since gadgets and throwables are, are not like universally available to all mm-hmm. uh, specialists anymore. Uh, we we can't have like the custom loadouts um, used by all specialists. So we really wanted to enhance like the uh, the class gameplay uh, to have these class loadouts, um, and uh, with that change, uh, it just made sense to like edit those with the specialists in the classes screen. Um, yeah, and um, like there's so many <laughs> UI changes, so it's so uh, little hard to small remember. changes. Yeah, like small polish things are everywhere. Like we changed icons. Uh, we've added uh, uh, the class icons above uh, soldiers in. Um, in the in-game HUD, uh, so you can like e- more easily spot an engineer or yep. uh, support. We've added those cl- uh, icons to the scoreboard, uh, so you know like how many uh, players play uh, each class in the team. What uh, can I pick uh, to kind of synergize with that? Um, uh, like, there's <laughs> too many uh, small things to mention, and I'm like really excited uh, to see uh, players like pick up on these small uh, yeah, changes. Small little details, but. Yeah. Ultimately, I think the end goal it is it is more intuitive, yeah. And everything we work towards is to make like the identity of class, your role in the battlefield, but also like the identification of, of friendlies, enemies. It's much easier with these added UI changes. Yeah. Um, and one important thing, I think I do want to add is like you touched upon a little bit. Like your loadout is now mm. specific to your class. So yes. before you had like your loadout for like oh. Oral and Irish, they were separate, but, mm. um, you know, like you have your loadout for the engineer class. So yep. it's, it should be much smoother to switch between, like, the different engineer specialists mm-hmm. because you have your loadout ready. You can just jump in. Yep. Um, but before, like, you had so much freedom, but it also meant more tweaking around with how you want um, your specialists to play and what, what, what available options you had. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we, we kind of playtested that and tried having like one loadout per specialist, etc. But it just ended up being like uh, too much work for the player. Like yep. you don't want to think about that. You want to pick like your the the loadout that fits your character uh, and then get into the game. Uh, and but this we kind of found a nice middle ground where it's tied to the class. Um, and one really important thing to mention there is that since we no longer have like the custom named loadouts. Uh, the loadouts will be um, resetting. So when players boot up the game in 3.2, um, uh, the custom loadouts will like not transfer over because you might have picked like a rocket launcher for um, the loadout you, you usually use for like assault. Yep. Uh, so um, that means that we have to kind of reset them to something that makes sense. Um, all your like progress on weapons, uh, everything will remain, of course. Yep. It's just that... Um, those four things that you select, the primary, the secondary, the gadget, and the throwable, they will you will have to uh, rechange those, which I think you might want to do anyway since uh, it's such a, like a meta change to the game that your yep. previously picked gadget might not even be the one you want to play with anymore. Uh, so um, that's a, an important thing uh, to mention. But uh, also this loadout system kind of brings it into how it actually already works in Portal, uh, yep. where like they're... Uh, the loadouts are tied to the to the class, uh, so now it's just more consistent and coherent in the whole game. Yeah. So I think when you first boot up the game, once the update is live later this month, just maybe scroll a little bit through the menus, go check yeah. it out, check yeah what what is each class, what do they have available, 
set up your loadouts, just, you know, spend a little bit of time just browsing everything that's new, which is something I always like doing, yeah. like whenever a new update launches to see what has changed. Um, and I, I think it's uh, interesting you mentioned Portal, but hmm? how Portal is now, like, you can still play those traditional classes in Portal and set it up the way you want to there, so that gameplay doesn't change. So if you want, um, if, if you have enjoyed that gameplay, like, that's still available in Portal, correct? Yeah, so we've added two new um, modifiers to the Portal uh, website where you build your uh, custom game mode. So if you want to set up uh, a game mode uh, or like a specific server where um, all specialists in 2042 have access to all um, the, the regular gadgets uh, again, you can do that because there's just a simple switch. There's one for um, uh, gadgets and then there's one for throwables. Um, those will like change the available uh, gadgetry for you, uh, but they will not uh, be like a full revert of the changes we've made. So, for example, the class gadget uh, slot will still be still remain. Okay. Uh, so, toggling that switch will not bring back the spawn beacon to all classes because that's the class gadget for weaken. Uh, but it will make sure or like allow you to have a rocket launcher with Sundance and the wingsuit, for example. Okay. Great, so we've got a lot of changes coming in this update. So what I would love to hear from both of you is um, how do you think it will play out on the battlefield once the changes are live? But also, what are you looking forward to the most personally? So, mm. Oliver, let's start with you. Oh, I think uh, for me it has to be, like, of course, just seeing players play what we have made. Uh, that's going to be nice. But es uh, especially the um, more usage of the repair tool, since you always have that with you. Um, uh, but also just uh, the defibs. Uh, seeing <laughs> players finally like sap people again, uh, I, I always found that funny. Uh, because you were the the reviver. That was your role. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Florian, what about you? So yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see how players will pick up the different specialists and the classes. Now uh, I'm anticipating that we'll see a lot more team play since now you will have to actually make a choice to deal with the different situations. Uh, on the battlefield. So if you see a tank, you will have to select an engineer to deal with that. Uh, so you'll see that all over the place, also with support and having to revive, provide ammo and health. Uh, what I'm also excited about is to see how the vehicle balance will play out. Since we've been making so many changes and there has been other additions as well on the side with the uh, um, AMPS available now on most of the uh, tanks uh, this is going to change how the game plays quite a lot. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see that go live. And we're, we're looking at potential extra changes uh, based on how things will look like, but we'll only really know once the players have their hands uh, on, the, on the update. So folks, we'll, we'll be closely monitoring how it plays out. We're ready to stand by with additional changes if necessary. And please give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. I think that closes it out for us on the return to the class system today. It's, uh, yeah. it, was, it was very, very nice to have a deep dive into that. But Florian, I think you, you had one further change you wanted to mention. Oh yeah, yes. Uh, so we're making some changes to gamepad controls on controller, of course, um, because we've had to add the uh, extra class gadget. We've had to reshuffle some of the controls on controller. So when you play the update... Uh, take a look at your controls. Some some things will have probably changed a little bit, so you might have to do some adjustments again. Uh, but hopefully those changes will make sense. Okay. It's going to be uh, 
when you, with your muscle memory the first time you, you will probably <laughs> press the same buttons yeah. but uh, okay so I'm looking forward to to that update launching later oh, this month um, so before we close off for today let's let's do a quick recap of, of what's coming this week so we have the community spotlight gunfire royale going live on Tuesday rush hardcore um, obviously, Exodus Conquest is still available, as it was the week previously. Um, we have a new podcast next week, going live on Monday, where we do a deep dive into 3.2. So today we turn, talked about the return to the class system, but obviously there's a whole more set of changes in the update. Uh, the break array we work, active protection system coming to more tanks we've got new vault weapons just a whole set of balance changes and below radar for aircraft so we'll dive in that into that next week um, if you have any questions for us do get in touch with us via podcast at battlefield.com or find us on at battlefield at twitter like we're looking forward to your feedback thoughts on the podcast anything you want to chat to us about we will have a dedicated q a podcast uh, a few weeks from now after update 3.2 is live um, and of course i want to to thank you both, <laughs> Florian and Oliver, for being here today in our very first Inside Battlefield podcast. It's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. been really nice. Thanks it's, for the invite. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> nice to talk about this finally. You're welcome. Like, <laughs> it's good to, uh, to chat some Battlefield uh, and have a cup of coffee with it. For sure. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, been, it's been good. Could go on about uh, an extra hour of this. Yeah, <laughs> easily. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a long episode, like, yeah. For, for everyone listening, like, you know, obviously we wanted to... The, I guess the podcast to be around like 30, 45 minutes so you could, you know, relax, walk the dog, listen to it. But I think we just, <laughs> we kept talking and it it went uh, a little bit over. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so we're looking forward to hopefully hearing you uh, or seeing you, having you join in next Monday. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember, play the objective. See you in the next one, folks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. What are we having for lunch today? Pineapple? Pizza? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Are you on Team Pineapple? Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Great.